Amen. Um, all those kindergarten through fifth grade, if you guys would make your way forward for your class. Uh, those who are three, four, and five-year-olds, if you'd make your way to your back, uh, to the back there, uh, to be with your teacher and lead you down. If you're a visitor today, I know I met some, uh, uh, some, some new visitors today, and we're so happy you're here. If you are a visitor and your kids are going, or, I mean, they're welcome to join. And matter of fact, we always say, you know, if you'd like to see what they're doing, you're welcome to go down with them. Uh, they're going down for their particular lessons uh, while we're going into the Word. And uh, the, the same with the three, four, and five-year-olds. So uh, we do welcome you. After, after it's all over, uh, you'll be able to go pick there. They won't come back here. Uh, how are you? Uh, they'll, they'll come. Uh, we'd like for you to go pick them up. And so uh, to find those directions back at the Welcome Center, they'll, they'll uh, help lead you to where they could be picked up here directly after the service is over. So, uh, all right. Good morning. Uh, I love Sunday mornings and love to welcome and see uh, some, some of you folks, of course, over the holidays and visiting, things like that, been missing and so uh, uh, it, it is good to always be together on Sunday, Sunday morning. Um, we are actually starting into a new book. Uh, it is um, Second Peter. Uh, and, and, in, and today it's a little different. Uh, as you noticed, thank you so much for, uh, to Brian for, for leading us in our worship and, and also, as I'm going through the sermon, in the past we've had scripture up on the screen, and, and we've had outline on the screen today. It's in your bulletin, uh, as usual, but uh, all this screen stuff and, 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 and leading and things like that is all uh, Eric Von Spreckelson's fault. The, the guy thought he could go and take a vacation. So he and Bridget and those uh, three daughters of theirs... Uh, are you know they went cruising uh, so uh, I, we're praying that they are really able to enjoy uh, time together and, and we're man definitely wanted them to go and do and but uh, man Brian is the music he's brought this morning has been refreshing and a little bit toned down compared to what Eric has done so I've enjoyed that I enjoy that man uh, his love for the Lord and man I see him growing and and, and things like that happening so uh, I hope that you enjoyed and, and let him know you appreciated, uh, if you did, uh, his, his leading. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, part, I got a little, little something I want to add today. This is a $20 bill, and it is going to be a prize for someone who answers my question, okay? You're going to have to raise, raise your hand and answer correctly the question that I have for you this morning. And now, unfortunately, not everybody, if you, if you weren't with us through this past year, you probably won't, you will not know this, uh, the answer to this question. So I apologize right now that this is, this is already rigged for you. You can't win. Uh, but if you were here in October and November while I was preaching, we we're going through 1 Peter. And in 1 Peter, uh, several sermons, I, I continuously repeated one passage, one verse. And can anyone here this morning either give me the reference to that verse out of 1 Peter or quote it for me? And you get $20. Okay, Larry, what is it? We are a chosen 
Yay, that's it. That's it. Except you are, you're going to have to also earn it by walking up here and getting it. No, okay. Well, okay. <laughs> I'll hold it for you and gain interest. No, okay. Anyway, uh, here, here it is. Uh, the encouraging passage in First Peter that we heard over and over again was just that. Uh, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, uh, God's special possession. Uh, if, if anything that those verses do, it gives us confidence. Uh, it, it gives us confidence because the identity that God gives us, okay? Now, I will call it a humble confidence, because if you add chap, uh, verse 10 to that, it says, once you were not a people, you had no chance. Once you were not a people, but now you are his people. Uh, once you did not have mercy, now you have mercy. So you see, I, I think we have every reason for confidence in the identity we have in what God has given us. But it is absolutely not a cocky kind of confidence. It is absolutely a humble confidence. And we praise, man, even the song that Brian let out on, you know, that, that as, as we ended, I need the every hour. Are, are you there? I mean, when we sang that last time, I, I need you. I need, I, how many of us have just prayed that? I need you. I need you. I need you every hour. I, and I need you right now. A anybody familiar with that prayer? Very simple, very direct, and, and, and God is there for us. So this, this idea of confidence, I, I think, really opens in, in uh, the second letter that, that Peter writes here. Uh, it is addressed to uh, pretty much the same people. Uh, many of those who, who I've read, they, they think, man, it sounds like uh, he's, he's writing to the same folks he read in, in uh, you know, 1 Peter, to the pe people in Galatia, Cappadocia, Bithynia, that's what it lists there in that first chapter of, of 1 Peter. Uh, but but I, I very much think as we read this, we could read as if Peter's writing to us. Because if you look in the introduction, you know, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who through the righteousness of our God, can you relate? And, and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. The, the place where we identify is our faith. That, that place where we identify is, man, we believe, we're trusting God, the righteousness he has for us, and what he's done through Jesus. There's, there's where I feel like, man, I could, I could read what Peter has for us today and, and know that, that it is for me. It is for you, okay? So, so we're going to read verses 3 through 11 and, and specifically focus our attentions upon verses 3 through 11. Here it is, uh, beginning verse 3. Peter says, his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance and to perseverance godliness 
and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. And if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. With the reading of his word, let's, let's pray together. Father in heaven, we praise you, God, that we have access to your word. It's, it's right before us. And today we lay out this passage, these, these verses 3 through 11. And, and, and we just ask, Lord, humbly ask and request that you open your word to us. I pray, Father, that the Holy Spirit is working in my life and, and, and through the uh, the dividing of your scriptures this week. And, and now, Lord, as I have this opportunity to speak, uh, bring clarity to, to the words that I speak and, and bring understanding to those who listen. Father, I pray that your spirit's working in that, that area of, of convicting and encouraging and, and correct, correcting, Lord, wherever uh, those areas in our life. Lord, you know what we need. And so we come before you and ask you to lead us this morning as we look to honor your word. And Father, not just read your word, but be able to to apply it to our lives and and let you continue to work on us, uh, creating what you desire out of each one of us. God, you're good to us. We praise you for this morning. Amen. Peter in these verses talks about us living in confidence. I mean, within these verses, I think there's a confidence in there that we're able to attain. And, and, you know, confidence on Sunday morning is one thing, right? We come in here, we're, we're able to sing songs that lift our hearts and, and, and be able to share words together. Uh, there, there's, there's a confidence we, we, we have when we come together as believers and, and, and we feel unified. But, but we, the confidence I'm talking about is a confidence that we carry about with us all week long. I know where you go. You go to places of work where there is difficulty, and, and maybe even in neighborhoods or even within your family. And, and, and so in those troubles and difficulties that the world brings upon you, sometimes as a believer you don't always feel, have, feel that confidence or have that confidence that you're carrying with you. And, and so I think it's important to especially listen closely to what Peter is saying in these verses because he gives us reason for confidence. What, well, let, let me define those, that confidence. Where, where should we have confidence? Well, it's kind of in the verse w- that we quoted in, in chapter 2, verse 9, okay? You are God's special people, okay? You are a holy uh, priesthood, uh, uh, a, a royal a royal priesthood, a holy nation, uh, God's special possession. Uh, in, in that alone, it says, Here, here's what I believe and here's what I hold to. Here's where my confidence is. I belong to him. 
I'm going to have confidence in that. I belong to him no matter what day. or There's no question. I, said, well, I, I wonder if I'm God's because, you know, I see where I'm failing and stuff like that. But no, this says that confidence is I, I belong to him. And also, I know where I'm going. I know the inheritance I have in store for me. That's a good place to live in every day, right? He's mine. I know where I'm going. Okay? So let's, let's look what Peter says uh, these reasons for us to have confidence. Number one, we can live, uh, we can have that confidence because God has given us all we need. That's where he starts in verse three. He starts there, he says, God through his divine power has given us everything we need. Okay, now, not the things of this world, not, not the food and nourishments we need or medications or, or whatever. That's not what he's talking about. He says, Everything we need for a godly life. Some of the versions you're looking at might say for life and godliness. But it is, it is a combination. It's not separated, okay? For life and then, oh, oh yeah, and all for, also for godliness. It is combined for life and godliness together. To, to, lick, uh, to, to live and work together. What is godly life? I, the simplest definition which isn't really exciting is this, that it's good moral conduct. A godly life is living in, in, in a righteous way throughout life. I mean, our conduct amongst everybody within the community, in our neighborhood, and within our family, we are conducting ourselves well. I think even a better definition would be this. It is a life that's going to be pleasing before God or that's, that's looking to be respectful and honoring of God. That's going to be a godly life. I'm going to live my life in, 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 as best I can in, in honoring and, and loving God. There's, there's one who's done that well, right? Uh, Jesus came into this world. Matter of fact, that's the power which God brings about. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Good indication right now. All right. <laughs> It is, it, is, it is what God brings about. Through his power, what did he do? What did he do? He sent Jesus. Uh, listen, listen to what it says in three. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him. It is through our knowledge of Jesus. He's given us everything we need for life and godliness. For, for that good conduct, he sent Jesus. What did Jesus do? He came and he lived. And we have the opportunity, even look at the Gospels, those who, who welcomed Jesus into this world had the opportunity to watch how he lived his life. Guess what he did? He, he lived in respect of his father and, and seeking to honor him, boy, in everything he did, right? And we saw him, and even with his words, what did he tell us? You know, what is that godly life? Oh, it's, it's about loving your neighbor, right? Well, who's my neighbor? Well, it could even be that, that Samaritan who, you know, is over there. Um, uh, he also said not only love, loving our neighbor, but loving our enemy and, and praying for those who persecute you. Uh, when it comes to judging, again, this is conduct amongst ourselves. When it comes to judging, he said, hey, before you, you think to, to correct your neighbor, you know, look at the log in your own eye. I mean, you, you know, we could go through all the, the things he said and did. What he came and what he presented was a life that was lived 
honorably before God. And, and we have the opportunity to pattern our lives after him. Matter of fact, the rest of verse 13 says, through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. He also called us. So it wasn't, here, here's this life lived and here are these, uh, here's uh, defining how you ought to live, but follow after me. It, it is follow after me. Uh, I, I do believe that, that uh, uh, what we're called to do is follow after Jesus. He has set for us, you know, this, this idea of us being uh, godly is to live as Jesus lived. Uh, to, to, to have a life that's respectful and honoring before God. Now that's not all that he gave to us, is, is Jesus for that reason. Verse 4 is also really packed full of, of, of what God has given to us. Let me just go ahead and present it this way by reading verse 4. It says, through these, it is through his glory and goodness, through these he has given us his very great and precious promises. Oh, promises for what? Well, you are a special people, a, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Okay, uh, it, what the promises he has given to us connects us with his father. Forgiveness. And along with those promises, there's the, the promises of inheritance, Right? Those are the promises he's talking about. Even verse 11 in that inheritance uh, later on comes along if you want to look at that. But, and, and, he, and you will receive a rich inheritance, a rich welcome uh, into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, there at the end. You know, those promises are established. Now, the promises, the promises are, are, are the foundation we have for confidence. This is what we stand upon. God has established these promises through Jesus. And it, it is, there is no greater foundation for which uh, we, could, we could face in every day than to stand upon what God has done through Jesus. And, and so understand, there they are. It's all laid out in, in, in what is. And it, the promises include my connection with him and, and my future. But look what that has done. And verse 4, through these he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature. So that you may participate. I really want us to grasp and understand what he's saying here. We have the promises we have, the connection with God, and all that's available to us. And we praise God for the establishing of these promises but through these promises, it establishes us to be able to participate in his divine nature. Do we understand that? Do we understand what that means? Well, let, let's, let's think of it this way. Uh, what is nature, you know, you know divine nature, but what, what's just nature? Is it just common nature that we have without, uh, without what God has given? Uh, it, it is not common nature. It is fallen nature. Well, see, what we came out of through Christ, we came out of not a common nature, but a fallen nature. I think, I think Paul probably brings this out and helps us understand a little bit better when you go to Romans chapter, uh, chapter 4, where he's talking about Adam. So from Adam, you know, beginning with Adam, mankind, we, we were in this fallen nature. 
sinfulness. What, what characteristics of that fallen nature? This is who we were. Sinfulness. And because of that sinfulness, uh, we were uh, under condemnation, deserving of God's condemnation and judgment. And because of that, we lived under the curse of death. Okay? Mortal. That's, that's who we are in, in a nature apart from the divine nature that we now have the opportunity to be partners with because of the promises he established in Jesus. You see, we now have the opportunity to come into a, a partnership with that divine nature. And that divine nature, what is that? Instead of sinfulness, it's righteousness. You see, that's what Jesus brought, right? He brought righteousness. And instead of condemnation, it's actually innocence through his atonement. And, 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 and through that atonement, through that innocence, it's no longer death that we deserve. It is life that we are given. Do we hear that? That's what we are now able to partner and, and become a part of his divine nature. Three and four is absolutely the gospel message laid out by Peter in a different way. He's given us everything we have for life to, to live a godly life. But then he's given us uh, an opportunity to partner into his divine nature. Paul, Paul lays it out. I mean, reading through his letters, you'll see it everywhere where Paul shows or reveals how we are absolutely connected with Christ. He is our Savior. And here's how he says it. Uh, in, in Colossians 2 and verse 20, he says, together we have died with Christ. Why is that important? Well, this, the sinfulness, right, of, of our fallen nature. Uh, is, is how, how do we attain that righteousness? Well, we've died to our sinfulness along with Jesus and the fact that he died uh, for us. Uh, in, in Romans 6, 4, he says that we've been buried together with Christ, recognizing our death. We're, we're buried. You know, that man of sinfulness is, is then buried with Christ, united in, in that. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5, he said, we've been made alive in Christ. Oh, thank you. Okay, I had one amen. Anyway, I, I could amen and, 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 and enjoy the fact that, that Paul says these things. What, you know, Peter just says, hey, you can be united in this divine nature. Paul lays it out everywhere where we are united into Jesus. Do we see the significance? The only means of our salvation, there it is. It is being united into his divine nature. Uh, and, and also in Colossians 3.1, we are raised together with Christ. We're attaining, attaining the things of no longer in sinfulness, no longer under condemnation, and no longer facing death and the corruption that actually lives and exists within us. Instead, this divine nature that, that gives us righteousness, that, that brings us to innocence through his atonement, and, and gives us life that we don't deserve, and yet that's what we're given, and that's what we celebrate, chapters 3 and 4. Uh, in Romans chapter 8, verse 17, uh, there, there's two things he actually combines together here. He, he says that we're also uh, 
in, in one way in our life, you know, we're going to go through the difficulties and suffering that we are, as, along with the fact that we're going to be sufferers with Christ, but we're also going to be glorified with Christ. That's, that's partnering in the divine nature. Now, in, in part, look what it says, that last phrase, and I don't want you to miss this, in verse 4, it says, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. That's what we have in Jesus, escape. Escape from the corruptions of the world. Escape from that fallen nature and, and being joined to, to his precious and glorious uh, you know, divine nature. Oh, man, those those are, prime, uh, those are uh, things to be excited about, things to give him glory about and praise, right, as we're together. Let's move on, though, because, yeah, and, and that's a great foundation for us to stand upon and to be confident. But Peter moves on in, in verse 5. In verse 5, uh, another place where we have confidence is we can have confidence by our focused effort. Is it, it kind of like pops the balloon and, you know, uh, God given, but now your effort is, is being spoke about. Uh, expected, it is an expected response uh, for those who have received, who, who stand upon those promises and received Christ. And, and, and the same words we'll find both in verse 5 and verse 10. Listen to what it says. Verse 5 says, for this very reason, make every effort. You're going to hear those words again in verse 10. But in, for this reason, make every effort. Now, it's the same thing that Paul tells the Philippians in Philippians 2 verse 10 where he says, hey, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You know, you've received this wonderful foundation. You've got to stand upon it and guess what? Make every effort or work out your salvation. And there's, there's, there's something that we do in response to what we've been given, okay? It's how we conduct our lives. And, and he, he especially steps into it in verses 5 through 7. And, and that effort, what, what do we do with our effort? Well, the effort is given into growing, growing, applying what God has given to us, okay? Here's how he says it. Let me read for you verses 5 through 7. Uh, once again, he says, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith, goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, uh, to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. I, I'm calling these the add-tos, okay? Did you hear that? Uh, make every effort to add to your faith. Remember, we started with faith. That's where we say, man, we're included because we're placing our faith in what God has done for us uh, through Jesus Christ. Add to. So, so add to your faith goodness. Well, I, I did some thinking about this. I said, well, okay, so what, what do I add to in my life? Well, uh, goodness, goodness. Uh, oh, good grief. Uh, one thing I need to do uh, with goodness is, you know, when I'm driving, you know, I need to have some goodness added to my uh, the way my attitude behind driving. I need some patience there. That would, that would help me in my goodness. What about knowledge? What would I do with knowledge? Uh, maybe, maybe I could join a, a group that's going through a certain study 
uh, maybe, maybe even I could connect with a couple of people that I know and, and, and just challenge each of us to read through the book of John. And, and maybe once a week or every other week, we could get together and talk about the chapters we're reading and where we're being challenged. Uh, uh, what about self-control? There's some things in my body keep on screaming out that I, my mind can't seem to be in control of. I need to step up some areas and some specific areas of having uh, some self-control. That's what I mean by the add twos. Now listen, the add twos isn't just for people who just came to know Jesus and they got all this stuff to work through because they were called out of the world that all of us are. I mean, we could be believers for a long time, but what part of life do you stop adding to your faith in, in each of these areas that are listed there? I, I don't know. You could have been a, a believer for a long time, or man, you're up in those older age years where you're just praying for everybody else to do it right, and you're just, you know, just kind of going day to day. Uh, all of us, all of us, I don't care how old we are, uh, are, are at that point where, man, God, add to my life, add to my goodness, add to my perseverance, add to my, my, the, the affection in, in my life, add to the, that love that I need to be uh, delivering. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, th- I'm going to give you three minutes. Uh, just at least share one thing with those who are around you, those in front, back. Uh, I know some of you are here individually. Uh, if, if you're setting... Uh, behind someone or in front of someone who's by themselves, you might turn around and say, oh, what's your ad to, okay? You only got three minutes. So it could be real simple. I, I gave you an idea. You already know what it is. Is it already clicking in your mind? I know something that I need to add to my life or add to my faith, not my life, but to my faith. Uh, I'm going to set the timer here. Please, yeah. You got three minutes, so don't don't warm up for two minutes, and then you only got a minute to share. So, uh, dive right in, share with those next to you. I'm coming down the row. If you're not sharing, I'm going to be sharing with you. So, anyway, here we go. Time starts now. Three minutes. <coughs>
Am I on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, I'll say it again. Thank you so much. You guys jumped into that. I really appreciate that. I had a couple of setting them by themselves, so I, I followed through with my threat. And I had some good conversations uh, with that. But, but listen, listen, we get back into the scriptures. Understand that, that if your life is in Christ, those add-tos ought to be consistent. You know what I mean? Uh, let, let me find maybe that one thing or, or two things or three things that, that I'm applying. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my brain. I'm going to think of how I could apply uh, because of the promises that, that's been established for me and everything that God has given me. I, I know that there's a changing that's taking place. And so I want to be able to identify. And you guys did some of that today. Take that with you and, and uh, uh, you know, continue to practice that and, and apply it. Here's what it says in, in verse 8 afterwards. Uh, For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's apply that. Let's apply that. If you are growing, if you're, if you're adding to your faith and, and, and moving forward, it will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in what? In knowing Jesus. Uh, go back to three and four. What do we have that goes anything beyond Jesus. Nothing. It, it, it's all about Jesus and what he's done for us. It's his nature that we're sharing in. And, and when his life is not affecting our lives, guess what? Then, then we're stagnant. Ineffective, unproductive. Ineffective and unproductive. And it speaks about it. In verse 9, but what, where, excuse me, but whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. How many of us are living that way now? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not growing, ineffective, unproductive, stalemated, nearsighted, and blind. And, and, all the confidence in the world that we should have because of what God's given us and yet because we're not applying ourselves or making every effort and moving forward, then, then we're just kind of stumbling along in life. We're just stumbling along and, and not, not, not connecting every day with the confidence. See, when we go into the world, and I know, we, again, I'll say it, some of you guys are going through a lot of difficulties and frustrations in your jobs and neighborhoods and relationships beyond you know, church and, and the things that you have in your world every week. And you feel weak in that confidence. You feel, you feel like, boy, you're falling short and I gotta be at church to get that confidence. You ought to be able to have that confidence every day because of what God has given to you. What God has given to you. And that comes from the fact that I'm going to apply myself. I heard some people say, you know, I want to get more into Scripture, that knowledge part. And, and, and then that discipline part, man, I've got troubles with my anger. Uh, you know, that's, that, all that is adding to the faith that is established in him. Right? Let, there, there's something else. I, I know, man, 
want to get to, to the final part. We, have, we live with confidence, no more stumbling. Uh, let me just read for you 10 and 11. Therefore, my brothers and, and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. Yeah, there, there's that confidence, right? That humble confidence. Uh, make every effort to confirm that calling and election. Uh, for, for if you do these things, you will never stumble. You will never stumble. And, and then that verse 11, and you will receive a, a, a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> On one side, weakness is present. Why? Not because God hasn't given to us. He absolutely has. Don't go to God, it's all your fault. I keep stumbling around. It's not God's fault. Where's your effort? Where are you applying it? Where are you living it? Uh, but man, where there's strength in every day, even through the hard circumstances that you face, even in that day, I say, man, I am his and he is mine. I am his and he is mine. And, you know, I, I know what I have ahead of me. It, 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 is, it is an inheritance that God has provided and I am looking forward to that day. That's the confidence that we have the opportunity to live in every single day, in every single com, uh, uh, situation that we find ourselves in. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we praise you. We thank you for this morning. Lord, there's those add-tos that, that Peter refers to. First of all, we praise you, Lord, for all that you provided. Uh, Lord, it, it absolutely... Uh, should bring us to awe and wonder of, of a God as mighty as you being so mindful of us uh, in our fallen natures to send your son to die for us, to bring us to that place of, of the ability to live righteousness and, and, and to live in innocence through, through the blessed atonement of Christ and, and, and then to know that we have life working within us. Lord, it brings us to praises, but I pray it also brings us to giving up every single effort we can into growing and living uh, on his behalf. God, you blessed us this morning with Peter's words. And I pray, Father, that you continue to strengthen us and guide us and lead us uh, with your presence your Holy Spirit working within us, your word guiding us, and Lord, uh, the encouragement and the strength that we could get within the church. Help us, Lord, in these add-tos. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.